The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by our Kentucky Derby Contest. Winner gets $100 SGPN free gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. I'm just about that action, boss. And welcome, everybody, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, May the 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. And we are here for uh, part two of the NFL Draft Recap Show, and we're going to dive into the AFC, the AFC East, West, North, South, all four divisions, give out some futures updated based off of how these teams did in the draft, but First and foremost, I am your host, Moneyline Mac, and I am joined by my co-host, who is uh, he? I'm the snorkeler on this show, and he is the scuba diver. He's deep <laughs> down into the weeds of the ocean with those glasses. Mel Kuyper, aka J Mark Football. What is going on, man? How's it going? Shout out to Nick Fortune in the chat. Who's the new nerd on the right? It's still me, Nick. Um, just have to be able to see my screens better, I guess. Better analysis that way, hopefully. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I know it. I mean, you, you got to save the eyes. You've been watching. You've been deep diving seven rounds of NFL mock drafting for the last couple months. You doing XFL, USFL. You, you do a little bit of everything with uh, the old fashioned football, where you argue with your wife over some whiskey. <laughs> so a little bit of football everywhere for J Mark football. Uh, before we dive into it, we we go, we already did the NFC, so go check out the NFC pod where we covered that earlier in the week uh, w- with Rod and us two. Rod's on vacation today; he he has the day off, so you're stuck with J Mark and I on the AFC side of things. Uh, before we dive into this, any initial thoughts on, on the AFC in terms of? Teams that maybe have stood out in the draft from the AFC side of things. We touch on it with the NFC with uh, Carolina getting Bryce Young and then Arizona making the big trade back. Obviously, probably Houston is probably the team that stands out the most trading up uh, from 12 to 3. Yeah, no, uh, speak. Sorry, just to jump into NFC real quick. Nick heard rumors commanders are signing Matt Ryan as a quarterback. Uh, nope, that's not true. <laughs> that is fake news. We got to debunk that right now. Fake news. <laughs> Matt Ryan um, is retired still. <laughs> yeah. I won't give a uh, a spoiler yet uh, until we get farther into this episode, but I had two teams from the AFC that I graded an A+. They're the only two teams that got an A+. So um, definitely a couple that stood out. Yeah, and J-Mark is not one of those guys that just uh, gives out A's and B's like some other news networks where I'm I'm going to see some grades. And I, I think um, the grades do sometimes get a little bit overblown because we haven't seen how they fit systematically. I honestly yeah. wish that we would all go back three, four years uh, ago and, and grade the draft picks. So, for example, did the guys make it to their fifth-year option? Chase Young with the second pick, where would you grade that? Probably a 
D plus at this point, Justin <laughs> Herbert. I, I, I kind of like going back and looking at the draft uh, four years ago, but Hey, we are going to break down this one. Uh, this year's NFL draft that happened last Thursday through Saturday with J Mark's grades. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about how it might've impacted the futures uh, market. Just a couple teams slightly moving and who we like going forward, headed into OTAs. And then before we know it, it will be uh training camp, which I can't wait. And we'll be doing division previews and we'll do rookie of the year uh, odds and break down that market next week, as well as some other things that we got scheduled on the NFL gambling podcast. Yeah, before you know it, we're going to be previewing the NFC Championship between the Commanders and the Bears. So yeah, I, I forgot about that. Uh, we got to make sure Moonoff has that on the schedule, and we we got to accommodate <laughs> ourselves to cover that. Rod could be the host, so we'll get Rod back for that one when Washington and Chicago get to the NFC Championship. But before we dive into the AFC, I got to get us paid. We are brought to you by On the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with the SGPN for Shady May, not only to do an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from sun to the slopes of premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Whether you're hiking, whether you're out of the country like Pick Dundee right now in Columbia, he's got his Shady Rays ready for the bright sun down there in South America. If you lose, and this is the best part, if you lose or break a pair, even on day number one, when you just get them and you're excited and the next thing you know, you trip on a rock and you fall down, break your face and, and your shady rays are broken. Don't, don't worry. They told us all you have to do is send, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your shady rays with confidence because you have back long after you purchase it. If you, if you don't love them too, also you can exchange them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with shady rays. Their team always has our back and go to shadyrays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take a receipt to the sports podcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500 shady may contest. All right, J Mark football. Let's dive into. <laughs> I'm reading the chat right now. This is uh, the chat is already out of control. So get over to youtube.com. So that's SGPN NFL. We'll lead it off in the AFC East. Uh, the defending AFC East champions are the Buffalo Bills. Let's go through the Buffalo Bills uh, draft. They they made a little bit of noise uh, trading up, trading down. What grade did you give the Buffalo Bills, J Mark? Yeah, I gave them a B. It's hard to grade a team that doesn't have a lot of needs, right? Going into this, there wasn't a lot they needed because they're a very solid team. Uh, I like that they went and got Dalton Kincaid. I think he was the best tight end in the draft. Dawson Knox seems to be kind of on his way out. So grabbing Kincaid, another weapon for Josh Allen. They shored up some depth on the offensive line. Um, there just There really wasn't a lot that they needed. So any pieces that they were adding... I feel like helped them. So it was kind of hard to grade, but I gave them a B overall. I agree with you in terms of these teams that are loaded. We talked about it with San Francisco the other day where they didn't pick till the third round. So it was like, it's really hard to grade them other than if you take a kicker, then you probably get an F, but it's <laughs> it like with, with, with Buffalo, 
I, I, they, they were a weird team last year because I, everybody, they, everybody expected them to just roll through the season, go to the Super Bowl, win it finally, get the monkey off their back. With the way that the media has portrayed the Buffalo Bills season, it was a big time disappointment, and it was to a certain degree. But they still were thirteen and three, and I mean, you, you, you yeah. take a step back and, and remember that they are the Buffalo Bills. I think they struggled to run the football. I like getting another physical guy in um, uh, Dalton. Kincaid from Utah, like you said, a tight end, another option for Josh Allen over the middle, or maybe he doesn't have to run as much to get these tough yards. He's third and four, third and fives, use his legs, maybe get a guy that can get to the chains, make a tough catch in traffic. So I think you can never go wrong to get more physical from the Buffalo side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess their one need they did have was inside linebacker, and they drafted that in the third round. So unlike the 49ers, they did not draft a kicker in the third round. That's just a jab at Nick since he's in the chat. <laughs> I don't get drafting a kicker. I, I'm sorry. Like, hey, I, I think there's so many good kickers out there or so many kickers that can be developed over time where you can throw them on your practice squad and, 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 and groom them over time. Maybe you take a sixth or seventh rounder, but I would never take a second, third, or even a fourth rounder on a kicker. Yeah. Positional value, as they say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next up in the AFC East was uh, the team that challenged Buffalo in the AFC wildcard round, gave them everything that they could handle despite not having Tua. The Miami Dolphins, where did you grade them um, in the draft of this past weekend? Obviously, I think we all can agree that they needed offensive line help, but they didn't have a lot of picks because they've kind of taken the L.A. Rams route. Yeah, so that I gave them a B minus just because A, they didn't have a lot of picks, and B, they're just there wasn't a lot to do with those picks. Um, I like mm-hmm. the pickup of Devin Achain to help their running back room. I know they got uh, Mostert, but he's injured a lot. So I think that's going to give them a speedy guy. And this is a, a team that they, they thrive on speed, right? I mean, they have Tyreek Hill. And um, they, why am I blanking on the other receiver? Uh, oh, Waddle, Jalen Waddle. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was blanking on yeah. that. They thrive on speed, so it's only a, a pro chain. bowler, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Who cares about that guy? No. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you're a Bears fan. It, it's a good receiver, and it's like, man, I'm used to remembering the <laughs> shitty one. So it's like <laughs> right. these, these these top ten guys. It's like, what was his name again? He just kicked our ass for sixty minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's not Curtis Conway. Who is it? <laughs> uh, it's so not yeah, Devontae they... Adams. He's it anymore. Thank God. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I gave them a B minus. I mean, their whole season, I think is going to depend on if Tua can stay healthy. I worry mm-hmm. about his concussions. Um, he even considered retirement this off season. So yeah. that's my one concern with the dolphins there. I don't think, I still don't think they've done enough to pass the bills. I agree with you. I, I know that they made the trade um, and that's why they don't have a, a, a first round pick uh, getting a, a addition on the defensive line side of things. But I think the main thing with, with Miami, like you said, will to stay healthy. I don't trust that offensive line and it, you hate to say this, but like if there's any gray area or anything close with two gets hit in the head again, they're going to have to shut him down for a month just because of the yeah. optics side of things. Not because he may even have a concussion, but just because they don't want to get their ass sued. So I, I yeah. just think I, I look at this team as a team that's going to regress in year number two under Mike McDaniel. I think they, it kind of was the kumbaya phase last year. They, 
got off to a good start, but they barely hung on for dear life to make the playoffs. I don't think that they're going to be a bad team. I just think in an AFC where you got, I mean, you got like seven to eight maybe Hall of Famers. I mean, you think yeah. about it with Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Rodgers. I mean, Russell Wilson is, is probably going to be a Hall of Famer at one point. Um mm-hmm. Even with how bad he was, Deshaun Watson at one time was on pace to be a Hall of Famer. I don't know if he's going to get there now. Uh, <laughs> Herbert, I mean, the, the AFC yeah. is just so loaded in. For, and Trevor Lawrence, I mean, I, headed into year number three, that I just think that I don't think that they have enough to take another step and challenge the Buffalo Bills next year. Yeah, no, I agree. By the way, Nick Fortune in the chat bringing his best smack talk. He would not trust you to run his popcorn stand. Well, <laughs> I don't I appreciate even know what that it. means. I don't run your popcorn stand either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of popcorn stands, a uh, team that seems uh always enjoy the draft and always trade down, Mr. Hall of Fame Bill Belichick. I feel like they had the most picks in the draft. So this is going to be the most accurate grade like you're going to give out just because – the quantity is there over the quality. What do you think of New England's uh, trade backs, A, and just their overall draft? I'm looking at their total draft picks. They had 12 draft picks in seven rounds per usual with Bill Belichick. I swear to God, he likes drafting in the third, fourth, and fifth round better than the first and second round, I think. he's He likes to yeah. find the next Tom Brady. Yeah, it, it, for sure. Um, I gave them a B. I... I love their pick of Christian Gonzalez. I think they got a lot of good players, but it was interesting to me that they didn't help Mac Jones or the offense until day three, because I feel like that's their struggle is the offense. Um, I do really like Kayshawn Booty. They added him in the sixth. I thought that was really good value. Uh, They drafted a punter in the sixth, though. That's also weird. Like, why (laughs) draft a punter in the sixth round? (laughs) They are going to punt the ball a lot because they don't have a good offense. (laughs) True. (laughs) Bill Belichick's playing the ultimate field position game. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to beat everybody with my punter and defense. I'm with you. Um, The the best draft pick that they had was getting Bill O'Brien in for Matt Patricia to help Mac Jones in year number three because – (laughs) <laughs> like I can't completely kill Mac Jones. I keep, I feel like I'm a broken record. I keep saying this, but they give him no receivers. He, he has very limited options. I mean, who's the number one receiver this year? Juju. I mean, <laughs> Juju's not a true number one. I don't he know. He was man. barely I, relevant I, with Mahomes throwing to Mahomes. Him. Yeah. yeah I, so. I, New England. I can't. I can't understand what direction Belichick wants to take this place. I, I think he wants to just beat everybody with defense, and I think he proved that with his draft picks, trading back and getting Gonzalez. I know Colby was not high on Gonzalez, calling him soft, but he is a talented guy. What did you yeah. What did you think of the Christian Gonzalez trade back? Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, I had Gonzalez as my second-ranked cornerback. I think mm-hmm. he's going to continue to improve. Um, so I like the pick. I think he's going to fit in with this defense well. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I think with defensive guys, you tend to give Belichick the benefit of the doubt. He's proven it with his track record that he can find defensive backs, linebackers, pass rushers, especially, I honestly, like I said, I think he's better in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round than he is in the first three rounds. I, I think his hit rate is at a higher rate than the first couple rounds. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of t- Bill Belichick, hit the team that he hates the most is the rival. Uh, their, their number one draft pick is Aaron Rodgers, but they did have a couple of picks. 
They flipped with uh, Green Bay in that Aaron Rodgers trade, gave up some more future draft capital. What grade did you give the New York Jets? Did you just give them an A because they took Rodgers off your hands? <laughs> <laughs> I should have. No, I gave him a C plus. I, I like the Will McDonald pick. I like or I like him as a player. But 15th seemed like a reach for him, the 15th pick of the draft. Um, after that, I think helping Rodgers with a center, a tackle, I think that's smart. The running back is interesting because they're pretty solid at running back. Yeah. Um, my favorite pick is actually their seventh round, tight end Zach Koontz. I think he's an underrated player that's Old going Dominion. to – yeah, yeah, I think he's going to make some noise in the NFL. And, you know, he's not going to be your – Next, we'll say your next Rob Gronkowski or anything, but I think he's going to be a solid piece for Rodgers um, and somebody he can learn to rely on if he can learn to trust a rookie, that is. <laughs> well, that's a big if, and we watched that with Green Bay uh, the whole year last year. It is ironic that uh, Packers fans don't take it personally. The Jets did not draft a uh, offensive guy in the first round either, which is what nope. Rodgers has bitched about for so many years. The only time that they ever took – we said this on the N NFC side of things. The only time the Packers took an offensive guy was to take Jordan Love at his position, which I still don't get why they did that. But, hey, they, they're rolling with him this year, and they, show, they showed so much confidence that they uh, only gave him a one-year <laughs> deal. So right. I think you're I think I think you're gonna uh, all those years of pain and suffering with the Packers. I think it's all gonna that it's gonna be their turn to suffer this year uh, yes. uh, against the Bears, Vikings, and Lions. And none of you feel sorry for them. No, thank you, football gods. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> finally, an off season of darkness, as Rogers says. Um, do you think? Well, I, I think we agreed that the Jets close the gap on the rest of the division just because you go from uh, Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. That's automatically three wins, at least. Yeah, because of yeah. how bad Wilson was, and even Mike White. Everybody kind of falls in love with the backup quarterback, but Mike White by the end wasn't very good either. Right. Uh, do you think New England did anything? Do they make a step here because they replaced Patricia in that 1955 offense that he wanted to run last year <laughs> with the real competent offensive coordinator and Bill O'Brien? I think it helps, but I just I'm not sold on Mac Jones. I don't think they yeah. have any prayer of getting close to Buffalo or even. I don't know if they can surpass Miami at this point until they get rid of Mac Jones and get a better uh, play caller in there, or I should say quarterback. I mean. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think kind of New England's still sitting in that ceiling is about nine wins, May, maybe 10 if everything bounces their way. But in terms of competing with Buffalo I, and, and even the Jets, I don't see them being better than the Jets. I Like for them to be close to Buffalo, I think this year would require a Josh Allen injury. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's the only pass. So that'll wrap it up. Go ahead. I was going to say, we need to look for a price on New England to finish last in the division. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's realistic. I, I think them or Miami. Yeah. Or or maybe Rodgers flops. Maybe Rodgers uh, goes back God, into I the... I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saying that for about 20 years now. So right. still wait for it to happen. <laughs> Speaking of 20 years, how about Underdog Fantasy? We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania is here. Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes, plus plenty of ways to win with the NBA, NHL, MLB with their player prop 
parlays, head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Hey, and it is Cinco de Mayo, and it's also... The Derby Weekend, baby. It's Kentucky Derby Weekend. And the Notorious OTB is brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network for all you Triple Crown betters out there. Plus, leave a review for the show whenever you get your podcast between now and the Belmont Saturday on June the 10th. That is June the 10th. We are on May the 5th, so you have 30 days to leave a review. And you'll be entered into a drawing to win a canvas print of the Wolf's one-of-a-kind Fallen Bob painting. It's post time. Let's go. And we have a bonus contest exclusively on the SGPN app. Winner gets $100 SGPN gift card. All right, J. Mark, we are back on the NFL Gambling Podcast, and we are going to transition from the AFC East, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll dive into the futures and the division odds of maybe where things swung a little bit from when we did our previews uh, a couple weeks back. But let's dive into uh, the AFC South, and we will lead it off with the team that's a heavy favorite, Jacksonville Jaguars, year number two of the Doug Peterson era. What did you give the Jaguars grade-wise in the draft? Uh, they had a lot of picks for a team that, I mean, this this team's on the way up. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I gave them a B. I like Anton Harrison as a offensive tackle. I had them taking Brenton Strange, my mock, so na- naturally I oh, that's um, a great upgrade pick. their grade. Yeah. <laughs> uh as you, much you as graded that one on the curve, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, as much as fantasy managers are, you know, hitting their head because they drafted running back Tank Bigsby, I think it's an excellent move for them. I think it's a smart football move. Um, and then they just they continued to add depth, so I, I think they did really, really good. Um, and then sixth round wide receiver Parker Washington. This dude looked good with Sean Clifford throwing to him. So imagine how he's going to look with Trevor Lawrence throwing to him. I, that's a sneaky upside pick that I think he could be become a really good slot receiver for them. I agree. I, I love the direction Jacksonville's headed, especially year number two of the Doug Peterson era. We saw it in year number two um, in Philly where they went escalated with Carson Wentz in year number two, won the Super Bowl ultimately with Nick Foles. Um, and, and, and in the chat right now, Mrs. J. Mark Football, all, all Iowans should be placing bets on the Kentucky Derby. There are three horses running that are from J. Mark Pronounce those towns in Iowa so I do not butcher them. It's from Ankeny, Iowa, the Albo Alba family stables. I don't even know. <laughs> there you go. That's hey, my hey, mom checking hey, in. Hey. She knows all the horse racing info. <laughs> she, she, she's ready to get down on the action this weekend That's at right. the Derby. I was actually just about to say before uh, you flash the comments up there, you can tell that Jay Mark is a Big Ten guru football guy because he has a little bit of nuggets for every single Big Ten guy that's gone on the board so far. So what you said, like six-round six slot guy from Penn State, uh, uh, Clifford. It's going to be an upgrade going to Lawrence. I was like, yeah, I, I can tell Jay Mark's a uh, Big Ten guy. Speaking of which, what do you think about all your Iowans, Mrs. Mrs. Jay Mark, football, and, and yourself? Yeah, I did not like that they kept going to other NFC North teams that were not ours. Like, what the hell? The Lions got two of them. The Packers got one. I'm like, come on. Can the Bears draft a Hawkeye? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would have been perfect. Well, the guy, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name. The one that went to Green Bay, he's the perfect fit there in terms of culture. I mean. Lucas um, Van Ness. Van Ness, yes. Yeah. How come uh, Iowa doesn't have any offensive players drafted? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, because <laughs> our offense is terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. That one game where the over-under was set at like 33 against Rutgers. That was fantastic. And you knew it was going under. It's like, that yeah. ain't getting to 33. <laughs> I, I think Iowa won. Would they win? Like 20 to 10? It's Something just, like that, yeah. Oh, fantastic. But, yeah, no, I think if you go Iowa on the defensive side, that's a safe bet. Um, I think the Jaguars are also safe bet in the AFC South. We'll touch on these other teams and if yeah. we think they may have closed the gap. Uh, sneak peek, I don't think so. But uh, next up, we'll go Indianapolis Colts. New coaching regime here. Obviously, they made the big splash with uh, Anthony Richardson. It was rumored maybe Will Levis. What did you think of the Colts draft? Um, going Richardson, number four overall. I, I, do you think he's the highest ceiling prospect like some other guys think? I think he could be. Um, it's just a matter of if he can put everything that's on paper on the field, which he has not been no. able to yet. Um, I, I really like him. I just, for the Colts, I feel like they're a team that needed a quarterback that's ready right now. One of those quarterbacks that could step in and take over, and I don't know if he's the guy. I don't know if he can come in and just take over. I think he needs a year, maybe even two. So that was really interesting to me. It kind of brought their grade down a little there to B minus. I, I, I like him as a player. I just don't know if he's ready at this point. And then they added some good pieces. I mean, he was really, he wanted to get Josh Downs at wide receiver. He told the organization that right away after they drafted him. And then they draft him. So, I mean, they, they obviously have a lot of trust in Richardson. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. But he's, uh, I think if you throw him in now, He's a polarizing quarterback, right? He he has yeah. great throws, great runs, and then he throws an interception the next the next play and stuff. I, I think it's going to be up and down. It, um, Shane Steichen goes over from Philly to fill in uh, for the vacancy with the head coaching uh, opening for for uh, the Indianapolis Colts. And the instant thing I think everybody thinks of maybe can Anthony Richardson fit in like Jalen Hurts did? Can Steichen use Richardson the way he'd used with Jalen Hurts? I think I think if you remember though, it took Hurts a couple of years. I, it's taken yeah. Hurts a couple of years to get to the level where I, nobody thought he would be an MVP candidate. But I, he went for in the second round for a reason. But I think if you are a Colts fan, that is the upside, and maybe year three or four where Richardson could get if they can fix some fundamentals, footwork, and stuff like that. Um, it, it's crazy that the, how connected the Eagles and Colts are. Sirianni yeah. comes over from Indy, uh, working for Frank Reich, who Frank Reich obviously was with Doug Peterson in Philly. So it's like they keep zigzagging with one another, the Eagles and Colts uh, coaching resumes. So that, that that is a that is something to note. Um, Owners what about drinking buddies or something? Well, yeah, I don't know if anybody would want to <laughs> hang out with Jim Ursay. That guy's a freaking buffoon. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, do you think the Colts close the gap? I, I, they got to go with Minshew right off the bat. You'd think drafting Richardson. Yeah, Another no, eagle. I, <laughs> yeah, right. I agree. Um, they might have a little bit. I don't. I still don't see him as being there yet. Uh, yeah. This is still Jacksonville's um, division to lose. I agree. When the team that challenged them last year and was the team to beat was Tennessee. And they ended up with the other quarterback in the draft, Will Levis. Ryan Tannehill sounds like it's going to be his final year, so there may be a similar situation where Tannehill hands it off to Levis. Minshew hands it off to Richardson. What do you think of the Titans? Can they get back in this division race? I think it's crazy that at one time they were 7-3 and three when they beat the Packers on Thursday Night Football this year, and then they never won another game the whole year. 
Yeah. Um, I, I liked their Peter Skaronsky pick. Mm-hmm. I had him, I had him mocked to them. So again, great on a curve when that happens. Um, but I just, I'm not a Will Levis believer. I yeah. don't know if he's going to be a, you know, a winner over and over in a division. I don't think he can take a division over. I liked getting Tajay Spears because Derrick Henry, as much of a machine as he is, he is getting older. He's yep. getting more and more wear and tear. Um, but I gave him a B minus. I don't, I think they're probably trending down more so than they're trending up and it's going to take him a couple of years to kind of turn that around. I think it's always a red flag for a team coming into the next year. If you see them drop their last six, seven, eight games, I think that yeah. that does carry over to the next year. I think they're getting older. I think that they won a bunch of close games for two years before that. And they kind of have just maxed out, and they're finally getting that regression that everybody had been pointing to for a couple of years. But Vrabel just kept finding ways to pound out wins, win on a field goal. Uh, I do like the the kid from Northwestern, uh, Skronowski. He seems like a Mike Vrabel pick. So, yeah. Thumbs up on that. And another Big Ten guy that you mocked. So, yeah, that, that's definitely on the J-Mark curve. So, that, that, so whatever grade he gave you, uh, it's really one less. But good job uh, is giving him his mock draft points. <laughs> that's right. I can't believe they didn't draft Hendon Hooker. Keep him in Tennessee. I think he's oh, I going to have a yeah. better uh, career than Will Levis. I, can't, I couldn't believe they didn't take him. But I, I will say, Levis kind of reminds me of Tannehill coming out. Yeah. A little got bit, some yeah, mobility, uh, yeah. accuracy issues. T- Tannehill was kind of a weird guy coming out too from Texas A&M. Well, Tannehill played receiver. He wasn't putting mayo in his coffee though. No, no, that was an instant <laughs> red flag. I was like, all right, you know, I, I'm good. I'll pass. Do would you have taken him in the second round though? Uh, Will Levis? Yeah. I I don't know. This is a guy that got beat out at Penn State by Sean Clifford. Yeah, and Sean true. Clifford's not a good quarterback in my opinion. So, where did Clifford I don't know. go? Clifford went to the Packers. <laughs> that doesn't scare me at all. <laughs> uh, so this is even why you're shitting on Sean Clifford even more. I was like, man, he really doesn't like Sean Clifford. A, but yeah, he's a Packer now. <laughs> so yeah, like Sean Clifford went from Sean Clifford's not very good to uh, with the 149th pick in the NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers select Sean Clifford. J. Mark, this guy sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fantastic. Um, speaking of teams that suck ass, what about Houston? Uh, I, I, they made the splash of the draft going, taking CJ Stroud, which you mocked. You were, or no, you had, yeah, no, no, no. You had Stroud initially one, and then you flipped it last second on our mock draft. Yep. So you were, you, you nailed one and two. Did you see the trade coming though? Not at all, I, but yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. I gave them an A plus because of that. I know they had to give up a lot to get that, but they they got the best quarterback in my opinion and the best player in the draft in Will Anderson. So anytime you can walk away with that, I like Juice Scruggs, um, the the center. They got Tank Dell, the wide receiver. I think they did a lot of good things to help their team, and they got Iowa State wide receiver Xavier Hutchinson, who. He's a guy that was drafted into the USFL college draft, and I, I wondered, like, there's no way he makes it to the USFL, is it? And I, I don't think he does. I think he sticks on the Texans uh, roster. Is there a chance that Houston could be the team that could challenge Jacksonville more than the other two? I think so. I think they're going to be second in this division. I think it'll be 
a year or two before they can maybe try to overtake Jacksonville. But I definitely think they're going to be right there and going to be pushing for second and, you know, make sure Jacksonville doesn't have any slip ups. Jacksonville is going to have to be on their game every game. I agree with you. I think that to make a trade like this, where you give up your draft capital next year, you better not be in the top five again. Right. So like, I think that that tells everybody that they are expecting to win seven, eight games this year. That's expectation. Now, whether that's reality, we'll find out. But I think that that trade tells you that they're trying to win right away with D'Amico Ryan's coming over from San Francisco. They think they can play good defense, complimentary football with CJ Stroud. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, Houston maybe by the over here, and we'll, we'll touch on that at the end of the show. Uh, let's yeah. go over to AFC North. Cincinnati uh, has dominated that division all of a sudden, back-to-back years. Offensive line obviously has been the issue with the Bengals since Burroughs got there. He blows out his knee, unfortunately, his rookie year. But they still, even with these back-to-back AFC championship and one-year Super Bowl appearance, have struggled to protect the passer. What you th- What grade did you give the Bengals? I gave them a B. I really like um, Miles Murphy, DJ Turner. I think they did a ton to help their defense, but I can't give them an A because, like you just said, they didn't address the offensive line at all, and that's kind of been something that's been bad for them. I know they added guys in the um, free agency to help that. Um, Orlando. I think they got Orlando Brown right from the Chiefs. Is that who it was? Yep, yep. Yeah, um, I think that was a great pickup for them in the free agency, but I still think they need – new and fresh help on the offensive line. Um, but it, I, another uh, guy that is, you know, I'm familiar with chase Brown running back out of Illinois. I really I wanted like the bears. Too. Yeah. I really wanted the bears to get him. Um, I had Colby was actually on old fashioned football and we talked about chase Brown and he said he thought he was the second best running back in the, um, in college football last year behind Bijan Robinson. So them picking him up kind of you know there's been some question marks on will Mixon still be with the team is he going to be traded all this stuff they don't have to worry about that now I feel like because they have Chase Brown and I think they took him in the perfect spot the fifth round mm-hmm. I think you should take a running back every single year fourth fifth sixth round if it's if it's a higher need maybe you go third round maybe even in a yeah. rare your second round I'm not in favor of the first round we've already touched on that with Bijan Robinson even with how good he is and Gibbs in Detroit but I, I think it never hurts to just keep stockpiling running backs we see with Philly every year their running backs mm-hmm. just keep getting banged up and next thing you know um I'm throwing a blank on his name. He always gets touchdowns against uh, the Giants. Boston Scott. Boston Scott. Yeah, Boston yeah. Scott's <laughs> always in there in, in, in December and January. Galloway was huge for the Eagles this year. I don't think you can have enough running backs ever. And I don't think you can have enough offensive line depth either with the way right. that these guys are so big and they get rolled up all the time. So I'm with you. I would have went offensive line, even if it was more so for depth purposes. Because the Bengals played a playoff game or multiple playoff games last year with three offensive linemen injured last year. Yeah, and and so. then to see them draft zero is kind of concerning. But um, I got to trust in the Bengals, though. I think this is still their division. The time to be alive. All of a sudden, we're flipped. <laughs> you know, it gives us hope. The Bengals were once a, a dumpster fire, but no more in uh, the jungle because they got Joey B with the first pick a couple years ago <laughs> and Jamar Chase. 
and T. Higgins. So, yeah, those guys, keep them healthy. Good years for the Bengals to come. The team that will be challenging them once again will be Baltimore. Uh, they just got Lamar signed on non-draft uh, topics. But what do you think uh, of the Ravens? They made the big splash in their first round. I think you can tell that they're trying to kiss Lamar's ass a little bit with uh, getting Odell Beckham, getting Zay Flowers from Boston College. What did you uh, make of the Baltimore Ravens draft? So I gave him a C minus because I do like the Zay Flowers pick and I think he's going to do well for him. But beyond that, it was a little odd. I mean, they they didn't have a second rounder. And then third and fourth round, they took linebackers, but they already have pretty good linebacking depth. So that just didn't seem, you know, to make sense to me. And where they really needed help was a really good edge rusher or a defensive lineman. And, and they didn't address that. So that's why I had to give him a C minus. I'm concerned about it. Um, I just, I don't think they did enough here. And now that they've overpaid Lamar, it's going to be hard in the future years to build this team. You and I are seeing eye to eye here. I'm, I, I kind of like the Dolphins. I kind of look at the Ravens as a team that may, uh, take a step back Add Lamar to maybe future hall of famers. I, I mean, he's got an MVP. I mean, I, we rattled off eight guys in the right off the bat. Um, that could be a Hall of Fame or, or going to be a Hall of Famer or potentially with the Hall of Fame if they have a couple more good years just from being an MVP races year in and year out. Lamar's in that company. I mean, he's got an MVP. He got paid for a reason, but like Cam Newton, can he stay healthy? Right. We've seen it with these mobile quarterbacks. I know that they, they want to spread it out now and, and make him happy, turn him into a uh, pocket prolific passer, but that's not Lamar. When they're in a right. tight game with the Bengals in December, they're not going to be going, all right, let's go five wide and uh, air this bitch out. Like, that's not right. happening. Like, right. we're going to go back to – we got, all right, it's uh, third and five. Uh, yeah, let's uh, yeah let's air it out. No, they're going to try and ground and pound and, and get those tough yards. So it, it's going to be interesting if Lamar can, A, stay upright, and B, with the coaching changes in Baltimore, can they – I think it takes time for them to gel. A, I mean, Odell is a strong personality too. So it's yeah, a, a lot of egos uh, to fill. Do you think that the Ravens can challenge the Bengals? I don't. I don't think they're going to do it this year anyways. Um, one of the yeah. things that I'm always curious to see, like when a – player gets paid like Lamar did mm -hmm. is the amount of effort still going to be there after he gets banged up or is yeah. he going to pull himself out because he's got $255 million guaranteed whether he's on that field or not. And so maybe that next time he gets banged up, why am I going to go back out there? You know, I agree. I, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he responds to that. Not saying he didn't have a lot of money to begin with, but now he's got a lot of money. So it, and it's all guaranteed. It is all guaranteed. And I tell you what is guaranteed as well is whenever Baltimore plays this next team, it's going to be a war, and that's Pittsburgh Steelers. What did you give the Pittsburgh Steelers? Joey Porter Jr. slides. Um, they get him in the second round. They dra uh, dress offensive line hell for Kenny Pickett. Mike Tomlin and the boys going to make another run at a winning season, you think? Absolutely. This is the other team I gave an A plus to. Um, Broderick Jones, that tackle they took is a monster. And he just looks like if you look at him, you're like, oh, it makes sense. He's a Pittsburgh Steeler. He just does because he's just a big, gritty dude. Um, I had them taking Joey Porter in the first round. So the him sliding and them getting him still, I thought was awesome. Wild. Yeah, it was wild. Um, and fitting. And it is. Yeah, yeah. Since his father played there. 
Um, and then their tight end, they got, I, I, I like uh, Pat Farmuth, but they drafted Darnell Washington, who is another guy that you look at him and he just seems to fit Pittsburgh Steelers uh, mold. He's a big dude. He can block, he can catch, he can dominate linebackers. He can dominate safeties. Um, I, I really like every pick they got really. I think they did a great job and, if Kenny Pickett can take a step forward, this team is at least going to be second um, in the division. We'll see if they can push Cincinnati. I still don't think they're as good as Cincinnati, but I think they're going to push. I'm with you here. I I think that the Steelers have, are the dark horse team kind of in the AFC that Kenny Pickett, year number two, he played really well down the stretch those last five, six games. The game-winning drive against Baltimore. He was good against Cleveland the last week. They won hard games to get that Tomlin streak extended nine and eight one one, one more time around. <laughs> I think that they build off of that second half and they start fast this year. I think that they have a shot to push Cincinnati in this division. I'm with you. I love yeah. their draft too. Uh, getting him more offensive line help because that was a uh, that was a deficiency for them was keeping their quarterbacks healthy with Mitch and, and Kenny. They got to keep Watt healthy, though. I think that's the big yeah. thing with Pittsburgh. So, agreed. And the final team in the AFC North is the Cleveland Massagers. Uh, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> year number two. I'm actually higher on this team, I think, than the general public. Um, we already touched on their betting odds, where they're over under set at nine and a half somehow. What you think of the Browns draft? They went, uh, they gave up so much capital to get Deshaun Watson that it's hard to grade them, but they did give him a receiver there in the third round. Yeah, I actually gave him a B plus because I think they did a great job with the picks they had. Mm-hmm. Um, they grabbed guys that could contribute right away in Cedric Chilman and Siaki Ika. I, I really like the Dewan Jones pick, um, especially in the fourth round. I thought that was great value. And then even getting centered Luke Weipler in the uh, six, I think that's uh, another great value. They got Dorian Thompson Robinson to kind of learn behind Watson. Um, I, I think Browns fans should be excited about this. I, I, I really do. I, I'm not a Watson believer, but I think Browns fans should be excited about their draft. And this is a make or break year for Kevin Stefanski too. So yeah. he, they need to get this done. I'm with you. I, I like what the Browns have done in the offseason. I think Watson, with the full offseason to get – I mean, he didn't practice. It was predictable that he was going to come and suck. Yeah. Um, I, 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 For anybody that just thought he was going to come back and look like his MVP self, they were out of their minds. Not being in that facility, training every single day, the, from the weight training standpoint to just getting on the same page with your receivers – this is a talented roster. They have yeah. pieces. I mean, Miles Garrett on the defensive side of things, Nick Chubb in, in the backfield. I think Cleveland is a sneaky wild card contender, I would say. Do you agree with that? I think so. If Watson can put it all together, they, it's going to be interesting to me if Watson comes out again and sucks because, you know, he hadn't been in football for, um, what, year and a half, almost two yep. years. Mm-hmm. And if he comes back and he's still like, he's just lost it for whatever reason, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this team. Cause they invested a lot to get him as far as lot. draft and money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he better, he better not be, uh, 
bad again because they invested a lot, like you said. If he's bad again, they're just going to have to drop him off at another massage parlor uh, on the street. <laughs> One of those uh, Asian massage parlors on, on, the, on, the, on the back streets. Just throw <laughs> there him in go. there, get him out. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting with Cleveland to see if they could take a step forward. That'll wrap it up for the AFC North. Let's go to the defending Super Bowl champions who reside in the AFC West, Kansas City. I mean, I feel like they're like an automatic A just because you trust Andy Reid. What did you make of uh, the Chiefs draft? They had the last pick because they won another Super Bowl. Right, yeah. I I knocked them down just a little to a B plus um, just because I thought it was interesting. They went defensive end with their first pick. Uh, I I don't know if he fits their scheme as well, but I guess we'll see. I love the Rasheed Rice pick, though. I think that's a guy who could sneakily become one of the best receivers in the AFC, and he's got Patrick Mahomes thrown to him. That doesn't hurt. So um, Rasheed Rice is going to kind of flourish in that that offensive scheme they have. Um, and then, you know, the tackle, Wanya Morris, I don't know if he's a day one starter, but I don't think he's far behind. So to get him to kind of replace what they lost in Orlando Brown and a, a younger version, I, I think they did a good job drafting. And you just you got to trust this uh, organization because obviously they've done very, very well. They're, they're kind of like what the Patriots were like. You just trust the culture that Belichick's going to get it right. Andy Reid and that culture going to get it right. And. Still got Patrick Mahomes, so yeah, they didn't do anything to uh, warrant knocking them. I'm I'm with you. Um, the team that everybody wanted to uh, think that they were going to dethrone them was the L.A. Chargers. What did you give the Chargers? Um, big year for for uh, Herbert. Yeah, I gave them an A. Um, it was another one where every single pick they made, I loved it. I think Quentin Johnston gives them just another element, especially with Mike Williams is often injured. Keenan Allen's becoming more injured. So Quentin Johnston is a great pick. Um, the linebackers they added, Tuli Tupulotu, I believe is how you say it, and Diane Henley, those guys can fly. So this defense is going to be even faster. And then seventh round, if Herbert gets hurt, Max Duggan, I think, is a great quarterback. I, I don't think he gets enough credit. Um, obviously, he fell to the seventh round. So I think he's a guy that after he learns the ropes of this offense, if Herbert gets hurt, he could step in and keep them winning. I think Duggan is the perfect NFL backup quarterback. I, I'm, I'm yeah. with you 100%. Like kind of that uh, um, Cooper Rush role in Dallas where he, he, he comes right in, you don't miss a beat. Uh, you pair him with, I mean, you already got two of his wide receivers and Darius Davis and Quentin Johnson, who they took yeah. in the draft. So the, the, the chargers, you could tell, watch a little bit of the TCU horn frog film, uh, <laughs> evaluating their talent. It seems like they put an emphasis on speed. You touch, touch on it with Johnson and Davis, but on the defensive side with those linebackers, you said, uh, Tula Putu from USC and Henley from Washington state. So yeah, I think. Big year for the Chargers, Justin Herbert, Brandon Staley. They bring over Kellen Moore. Got some new pieces there with uh, those TCU Horn Frogs that are now L.A. Chargers. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of teams in a big year, that's uh, that's going to be Russell Wilson with the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton's in. They don't have the first-round pick because they traded for Russell Wilson to go 5-12 and 12 and completely embarrass themselves. But they did get Russell Wilson some help in the second round with a receiver. What did you grade the Denver Broncos? 
Yeah, it, it really, if you look at these first three grades I've given out, it seems like I liked the AFC West a lot. Broncos got an A minus. I think Marvin Mims is an underrated receiver who Russell Wilson's just going to love throwing to. Drew Sanders is going to be a fast, good linebacker. And then cornerback Riley Moss. I, obviously, I love that pick. He's he's going to be a day one starter, and I think he's going to have success for a long time in the league. And even J.L. Skinner uh, out of Boise State, I believe, and as a safety, I think he's going to help boost that backfield. So I, I really like what the Broncos did with the limited picks they had. And, you know, Russell Wilson got a lot of shit last year for yeah. – how bad that team was, and this is where I think the the trade makes sense this year. I think they're going to take a step forward. They're going to look good, and it's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's why we traded to get him. I, I agree with you 100%, and I think I like taking teams that had expectations and then kind of fall on their face expectation-wise on a bounce-back year. Denver's a perfect uh, candidate. I think the Browns are also a candidate. We said with Watson and, and Wilson, there were a lot of expectations last year, maybe on year two of the system. And, and they had, get such an upgrade with getting Sean Payton coming over uh, yeah. to replace Nathaniel Hackett. They go from the worst coach team in the league by far, not even close where a guy gets fired in his first year before he even finishes to Sean Payton, top five NFL coach. I mean, we saw new Orleans miss him, Big time last year. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, I I think Denver is one of those teams kind of flying under the radar, so got a good defense. Need Russell Wilson to just go back to, Cooking. I don't know, may, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe a little more quiet, a little more humble, a little more quiet, um, run the ball, play, feed yeah. off that defense. Because, I mean, all they had to do was score 18 points last year, and they would have been in the playoffs. Right, yeah. So they should have traded for Geno, but that's just my opinion. Uh, <laughs> and rounding out the AFC West, we got the Vegas Raiders. Jimmy G era's uh, begun. Derek Carr's out. I'm surprised the Raiders didn't go quarterback. I Well, I, they did in the fourth round. I thought that they were going to take Richardson or Levis. I was with you. I was all in on the Richardson to Vegas. He was the perfect Vegas Raiders, flashy, high upside. You know, they always took those receiver guys that ran the 4-2-4s, in the in the combine, what did you make of the Vegas Raiders draft where they went defensive end um, with the seventh yeah. pick? Yeah, I gave them a C minus. Um, yeah. I think I don't think defensive end was even close to their biggest need. And there's a lot of teams that were scared of Wilson's foot injury. So I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. But taking somebody that other teams are afraid of that I didn't think was their biggest need was interesting. And then they replaced Darren Waller with Michael Mayer, who he's a good tight end, but he's not a Darren Waller type tight end. He's not a guy that's going to stretch the field as well. And then like you touched on, they took a quarterback in the uh, fourth round. How do you take Aiden O'Connell in the fourth and Max Duggan goes in the seventh? I don't understand that because I do I not agree. think Aiden O'Connell is a – I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. Yeah, he was up and down at, at Purdue. I, he had his moments, but like you said, inconsistent guy. Duggan was a stud. Uh, I, I love yeah. Duggan being a Big 12 guy. I got to watch him uh, – plenty over these last years single-handedly will his team to wins on big time stages i mean you beat michigan in the fiesta bowl semifinals single-handedly almost got him back in the k-state big 12 championship where they should have won that game baylor game texas game like he played in big games and won big games I, i'm with you i like duggan I'm, i might like setson bennett better than aiden o'connell 100 percent. yeah and he went to the rams correct he did 
Um, I have a I have a buddy who's a huge Georgia fan who said that's a perfect spot because he can collect a backups paycheck for three years and then return to Georgia to be a very successful car dealership owner. <laughs> so I, he does yeah. not have faith in Stetson Bennett. I do. I I was kind of hoping he went to the Ravens. He could go with that offensive coordinator and Todd Monken. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I th- I could see him taking over after Stafford's out and doing well. well. Uh, Stafford has had issues staying healthy these last couple of years. Setson Bennett's got some Baker in it in him for me. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think lack of size. So yeah, I think he could very well step into it. But uh, yeah, no, that wraps it up for the AFC West. We went we went down a rabbit hole talking about Stetson Bennett because <laughs> we're talking Aiden O'Connell. Let's do uh, some futures rapid fire AFC East. I'm looking at Buffalo plus one thirty, New York. The uh, football Jets are now plus two thirty. Dolphins plus three ten, New England eight to one. I think we both like Buffalo plus money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rogers couldn't beat out the Vikings in the <laughs> NFC North. How's he going to beat out the Bills? I don't. But yeah, uh, Bills for me. <laughs> if you're going to take another stab, who would you go? Would you go Dolphins because of their speed? I think so. Yeah, they they looked the most complete last year out of these teams besides the Bills. So. Um, Again, it's based on Tua's health, but if you're taking a stab at somebody, that's who you go, I think. I agree, and I just can't – I I want to give out New England, but I just – I can't see them winning the division. No. Yeah, unless it's just a complete crapshoot where everybody gets injured. But 8-1, to one, I'll, I'll pass on that. I, I don't know how Washington's a longer shot to win the NFC East than, than New England, but <laughs> hey. That's just me. I guess I guess the Eagles are one of the preliminary uh, favorites. So uh, AFC South, I'm looking at Jacksonville, still a heavy favorite, minus 150. We got Tennessee plus 380, Indy five to one, Houston plus 700. I think we already teased this one. We both like Jacksonville to get it done, but if we're gonna go long shot, I, we both like Houston. I think. Agreed. Yeah, seven to one. Just maybe sprinkle a little bit on it. Yeah, and I mean, maybe they're in the hunt, and Jacksonville's kind of takes a step back. And year number or year number two of the Doug Peterson, maybe that happens. You could hedge out of this if um, they're tied, maybe with five six weeks to go. But uh, yeah, no, I, I like Houston there seven to one as a long shot. Uh, AFC North, this is probably the tightest division. You got Cincinnati plus one thirty, Baltimore three to one, Cleveland plus three sixty, Pittsburgh plus four twenty five. Yeah, I'm rolling with Cincinnati, but it's hard not to kind of look at that Pittsburgh because I, I do really like what they did in the draft, and I think they're going to take a step forward. Yeah, no, I I think Pittsburgh is a play here, especially to win the division. I I can't see Cleveland winning the division, so I automatically throw them out. I I just the culture of Cleveland, right. the Ravens, I guess could, but I I think that they're a prime candidate with paying Lamar to take a step back. I'm with you. I like Pittsburgh as a long shot here. But ultimately, probably Cincinnati gets this done once again. Yep, agreed. And the final one, Kansas City is a uh, heavy favorite, so if you got to play them, uh, pay the juice, minus 165. So maybe you want to parlay Kansas City and Jacksonville together. That would pay out if you parlayed Kansas City and Jacksonville together, plus 165. So maybe you want to play that. Uh you got the Chargers plus 340, Denver 50 plus 550 that we touch on. Vegas 11 to 1, the longest or actually not the longest. I forgot the Cardinals are 25 to 1. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely the Chiefs. Um 
I don't think the Chargers can push them. I just think the Chiefs are too good. So uh, on our show two weeks ago, I think it was, I gave out the uh, Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Jaguars twin, and that was thirteen to one. I still really like that. I think I think that's got a good shot of hitting. I like that one too. And if you want to take either Buffalo or Cincinnati out, say that you're skeptical of one of them won't get it done. If you take one of them out, that's a still five to one parlay. Cause I think we both agree that not locks, but Kansas city and Jacksonville with their weakness of their division should roll in their divisions. And then Buffalo and Cincinnati will have to navigate harder schedules. So yeah, no, that would pay five to one. But if you want to do the J mark, quadruple uh fecta there that goes 13 to one yeah all righty well that will uh conclude the draft recap grades portion of the uh nfl gambling podcast we're back next week to talk rookie of the year odds and some other discussions we'll be doing some power rankings at the positions coaches rankings so stay along with us the entire summer on the nfl gambling podcast go subscribe uh, give us a like. It really helps uh, the podcast in the long run. J Mark Football, where do you want to tell everybody where to find you at on social media? There we go. There's our handles. Yeah, yeah for those on YouTube, you can see it. But if you're just listening, uh, follow me on Twitter at J Mark Football. And I post everything I go, I do there from XFL to old fashioned football to just drinking some whiskey. <laughs> Who doesn't like whiskey, especially on Cinco de Mayo? So go go have yourself a margarita, everybody, and uh, eat some chips and salsa and have a good uh, good old Cinco de Mayo. I think uh, J-Mark football needs some rest. He, he's hit the, the bags are, are heavy on the eyes. That's why he's got the glasses going. Been breaking go. <laughs> down 500-plus prospects for uh, – the dog days of, of the winter headed into the NFL draft. So now you got to rest up for training camp before we get going. Hell, yeah. So you guys can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac in the Discord as well. Hit us up. Look forward to having many more episodes. Have a great weekend, and don't forget to let it ride.